0: Good morning. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn. I am so excited to talk with Larry Kim of Customers.ai. Larry, welcome. I have read and followed you for years.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Matt. Great to be here.
0: So uh, you're one one of the few people who shouldn't need much introduction, but do you want to do the nickel introduction of Larry Kim?
1: Sure. Um, I'm uh, known for creating a business called WordStream, which was a world's largest pay-per-click advertising and facebook advertising software company and, and agency managing over a billion dollars of ad spend for tens of thousands of companies globally i started that you know in my 20s in my basement yes. as a as an individual and then grew that to uh you know over 250 employees in um and and it was acquired by usa today yep. uh, uh in 2018 for nearly 200 to 200 million dollars uh which was incredible because we I, I only raised eighteen million uh in, in, in venture capital dollars, so um it was a spectacular experience for my first uh venture thing. um
0: I would other- say that's knocking it out of the park <laughs> really really <laughs> cool. and here you are starting all over uh customers that
1: are former for, for, well previous name was uh multi related right <laughs> Yes, uh, we started out doing like social media autoresponders and stuff like that. So it was called mobile mobile one key, but we've we've really solidified on a a much more valuable use case around uh, sales outreach, automation, and data solutions for business to consumer companies over the last uh, two years, I would say. And the company's grown from, you know, zero revenues in that product to, you know, mid single million yeah. mid single digit millions, uh, in, in just two, two and a half years. And, uh, um, there you company, go again, <laughs> companies, about 40 people. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it just feels, it feels great. Like we're like, we, we, have got an incredible product and, and team and yeah. And, and, um, just trying to do it again. That's all.
0: So let me lob you softball customer outbound. Duh,
1: right. It's, it's hard. Um, well, look, uh, outbounding is like, you're talking, talking about target, you're talking about outbound or yeah. just kind of prospecting emails. Like it's, it certainly has challenges. Um, on average, you might be lucky to get one or two replies, uh, per 10,000 emails sent, uh, in, in the meantime, though, what's harder than that is, um, If you're doing this using like MailChimp or HubSpot or Google, Google suite, like Google Workspace, like those, those platforms are dummies. They'll, they'll notice that you're getting this high unsubscribe rate, high complaint rate. And so just scaling that is, is very hard because like you you probably want more than one lead. You probably want like a hundred, a hundred leads. So that implies, oh boy. So if we're going to have to send like, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of emails a month which is damn near impossible to do uh, because because you'll just get kicked off you know the traditional inbound platforms like like uh hubspot or or mailchimp or whatever and and uh yeah but but you know the alternative is is also pretty terrible i think so like this traditional inbound marketing for emailing like inbound you know traditional uh newsletter building like where you compile a list of um you know tens or hundreds of thousands of people because they signed up for something five years five years ago (laughs) and you just gotta keep kind of sending out that newsletter every month like i think that's equally futile because they're no longer in market for whatever it is you're selling and you know that results in lower engagement which you know the google google is not stupid they'll just all that stuff into promotions tab. And so that's why you end up with like five, 10, 5 to 10% open rates. Um, so, um, so how are you it, guys
0: threading the needle of, of those,
1: those two big challenges? Sure. Uh, um, well, the thing that I'm trying to pioneer or evangelize is, is, um, it's kind of a combination of, of both of those. Uh, it, it it's, um, I, I'm calling it intent driven outbound marketing. It, it takes certain elements from, inbound marketing like intent signals combines them with um you know outbound emailing uh so i mean right the the the, the strength of inbound is yeah there's there's intent on yes. it, um uh and it's helpful it's it's delightful it's like it's supposed to be something that you're interested in in the first place yeah uh, but the downside is just like waiting like oh god I put my you know, web, website, SEO page, and now I have to wait, like, you know, it would be neat if you could just, you know, more quickly connect that content with the, the types of people who are interested in it rather yeah. than just waiting. Sure. And so that's kind of the intent-driven outbound marketing combo, which is then we can, you know, combine the intent signals with, um, you now the, the audience, you know, that, that's interested in this stuff at the moment and fire off automated sales, outreach, uh, email cadences, uh, to, to connect with them. And and so then you kind of have your cake and eat it. Do you remember the weakness of the, 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 strength of outbounding was that it was like really cheap and, and like, you could just get a big list yeah. and you don't, you don't have to do a ton of work. Um, the, the downside was it was just not very scalable because you get caught or, or, um, you know, it just low, low or true low, low, lo engagement. Um, yeah. so, uh, if, if you combine the two ideas, you actually have something pretty interesting. So, um, just giving you an example here, uh, what, what, what could be an intense signal, so it, it varies depending on your industry, but if you think about your target market and what are the things that your ideal customer persona does, uh, prior or in the period before buying something from your business, uh, it could be that they start installing software on their website, you know? So there's ways to monitor, you know, the kind of the installation or uninstallation of software on websites, as an example, Mm -hmm. or perhaps, perhaps if you're like, you know, like a realtor agent selling office furniture or sorry, office uh, leases or, or, or an office furniture company, maybe you're, you're looking for people who are in the, in the market of, of moving from one office to another. So there's, there's a certain scent that is given off with that. Like you can subscribe to data feeds of, you know, offices that are moving or offices that have raised a, a ton of money or offices that are doing a ton of hiring. Like there's different signals that you can harness, which you can then, you know, use to trigger these outbound, uh, email sequences, which are incredibly helpful, uh, especially when combined with um, generative AI, because now you don't have just a standard pitch, but a pitch that really sounds very helpful and thoughtful. And that can be like radically customized on a one-to-one basis, Um, you know, depending on what signals was kind of intercepted and also customized based on the identity of the individual who is receiving the, the content based on everything we know about that individual, like their, their social profile, like their, their whole, um, identity fingerprints, like we can, you can work that into the copies. And so when you do this at scale, and maybe I could give you some more examples in just a minute, but just the general idea here, it's, it's, you know, this is the most exciting thing in marketing, in my opinion, uh, right now, right? Like if you're trying to, break into the inbound marketing scene in 2023, good, good luck. Like yeah. the, it's noisy it's, out there. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's, you're not the first person to come up with a blog and, and content and this kind of thing. And, and, uh, if you're trying to you know, do like, in my background is, an ads on Facebook or Google ads, like good luck It's just 10 million competing advertisers. Um, uh, those, those costs are, are, are gonna be extremely high. Um, and so, um, like this is a really killer go-to-market motion for, for companies like right now, I think. Um, what do you think?
0: Um, that, it, it's exciting. It's also a daunting lift. I mean, you're, you're describing sort of a sitting right at the hourglass, right? Between what are people after and when are they ready to, to hear from you and trying to do a, a rifle shot job of saying, oh, this guy's probably looking for my widgets right now. Let me reach out. Let me be as personal and targeted and relevant and all that other stuff as sure. possible instead of bugging him when he's not interested. But how have you started to get your arms around all of the signals and sources and triggers?
1: Sure. So, um, that's one of the things my company is actively engaged in, in, in developing, you know, we're not the only companies that provide data and, uh, emailing solutions like there. Mm-hmm. You could, you could build, sell yourself if you wanted to. Um, like there's tons of signals out there and you could use Zapier to, to send signal from, from A to B to, to trigger, to trigger an email. But, but like, um, you know, you have, a my company customers at AI and, you know, which I think is onto something really interesting. Um, we, we do provide a lot of, you know, signals, particularly interesting for, um, businesses like um, uh, like the website identification capabilities. So this is like someone like you probably have a website, you probably have a few thousand visitors a month coming in to research stuff. And, um, you know, the holy grail would be like, if we could only figure out who the heck these people were, Yeah. right. Um, well, if you install my pixel, we can ID, you know, 15, 20, 25% of those, those people. Okay. Like this is Matthew Dunn or this is Larry Kim. Um, and it can then be, uh, kind of systematically, you know, dumped into an email, an AI powered email follow-up cadence. Okay. So this, the ROI on this thing is, is, is remarkable. Um, now compared to traditional email capture, you might be lucky if you capture one or 2% of the people who visit your website. So we're talking like, you know, 10 times more email capture and you can configure the AI to, uh, kind of, um, reflect back the user's website journey, Mm -hmm. Uh, like, um, in the outreach, it's not just thanks for stopping by it's thanks for looking at the rentals, like. Let me help you find a rental in, in Somerville. Like it, it can be very, very specific. Like, even if they have a thousand offerings, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, um, the other thing that we, we, we have is we, we have a lot of uh, information about the identity of the individual. So it's like, this, this is Larry. He's got two boys. He's married. He lives in Cambridge. Uh, he leans this way politically. He's got these interests. Like, so we not only can figure out the identity of people who visit the site, but also we have a crap ton of data around this individual's interests, his behaviors, his past purchases, his, his or her, um, you know, their, um, you know, persona, like their identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that was always hard from a marketer perspective to, to, uh, to incorporate into actionable campaigns because it would be like, oh, that's really interesting to you know. Like a lot of our customers like reality shows, or a lot of our customers like, you know, like it was, it was like these one-off insights that you would glean. Yeah. yeah. But but here, you know, using the power of generative AI, you can subtly make remarkable like infusions of personalization into sort of a, a template, a templatized um kind of email that makes the difference between like, a, you know, what is it? I think I was quoting one in 10,000 replies for yeah. traditional cold cold email. Like these, these typically get 60, 70, 80% open rates. Yeah. So, um, this wow. is, uh, or I think this is the feature of email marketing. And the crazy thing about this Matthew is that if done correctly, it'll actually Rejuvenate your crappy inbound marketing efforts. So, right, so makes sense. Y- yeah, you you probably have some crappy, or not you, like people probably have some crappy email list that they've been, you know, like I call it the the pile of emails. Okay, like that they've been hoarding. <laughs> yeah, hoarding for ten years. It's like a house list. Okay, okay, yeah, that 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 thing. It's like it, it's full of all dead emails. Basically, people who <laughs> yeah. like there's there's like five, ten percent open rates like so, so you have a few like yeah that are interested still but yeah you know, most have moved on yeah the reason why those emails get characterized into promotions folder is because there's not enough like engagement to like the engagement score that google uses for the promotions tab algorithm the, the, it there's not enough juice to, to get it out of promotions jail yeah and yeah. So if you invigorate this with like a few thousand, uh, using the same, using your you know, domain score and all this stuff. Like if you start doing inbounding, I'm sorry, targeted outbounding, yes. uh, with, you know, instead of 5% open rates, but rather 60, 70, 80, yeah. then Google starts out. Like, oh, emails yeah. from, from this domain. Yeah. They're very interesting. People yeah. care about them. I should probably not be dumping them all in, in the promotions tab. So, so there's kind of a, I call it the virtuous cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's super, um, super exciting. Yeah.
0: What debates have you had with yourself, with your team, with colleagues, with whoever about the checks and balances around, uh, around privacy, volition control in doing something like this?
1: Um, look, um. I don't want to do anything like bad. Like I, I care very much about, uh, privacy, um, and, you know, I, I don't want to do a business that does anything illegal through sure. so one thing that we, we, we don't do is we don't do, um, Europe. So like, there's just a lot of like regulations around Yeah. GDPR and stuff like this, and there's, there's just no way to thread that needle at all. So we just, if <laughs> just we see something, so, something that looks European, yeah, it, it gets, uh, self-destructs. Um, you know, USA, it's a little different. We have good old First first amendment. Congress shall pass no law, that anyway, way should... the right of free speech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, they, we do have some regulation around can spam and stuff like this, but, um, that is largely, if you look at the the summary, it's more about, uh, opting out. So giving people the right to like, you know, swiftly and easily identify who is sending these emails and to be able to, uh, up themselves out of them without much effort and in a quick and expeditious manner. And frankly, we have to do that because if you don't do that they'll get more complaints and the more clients you get, well, dogs, yeah. your, your reputation will drop and it'll just screw up your entire delivery. So, so, so we are a hundred percent cancer compliant and, um, and you know, the way that we're like, ultimately the customer is the arbiter of whether or not something's interesting or not. It's yeah. not me. Like I, I might be like really excited about these emails, but like, if, I mean, you're, you know. It's whether or not they're engaging with it. Are they clicking, opening, forwarding, replying to them? Right. Right. If yes, then that truly is is interesting. And if they're, if it's like a five, ten, fifteen percent engagement rate, well, then who's doing this? Who's doing the spamming? Like, I think, I think these old newsletters are just a bunch of spam. Like, if if you have like a, you know, fifteen percent open rate or twenty percent open rate, that's ridiculous. Like, it, there's no. If I send you an email. Matthew there's no reason you wouldn't open it right like right. you would you would open it it should be 100% like or it should be very close to 100% and you know if if companies you know have this kind of false indignation like oh da 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 like this is bad blah 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 like this that's just dog dogma that's just like i mean how could they be pointing the finger somewhere else <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, yeah when they're sitting on these 10% you know engagement rates of total you know garbage you know, so well what part in
0: part what I hear you describing for for what you're what you're doing is tightening the relevance cycle up considerably right six months ago, I may not have been at all interested in on our fill the blank uh website on golf clubs and if now I've decided I am and I start shopping and you've got a customer who's got you know essentially got that instrumentation and I'm using a consumer example, but leave that aside um them reaching back out to me without making me jump through fill in the form hoops. I might go, oh, yeah, I really was browsing those guys and I really did look at this, 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 and this. So I gave them a big old signal. Yes, I'm engaged. So them continuing the conversation seems a lot more acceptable than getting a cold email about something I'm not interested in. Right.
1: Description? Yeah. In, intent-driven outbound marketing. There, uh-huh. there is an intent signal here. They've yeah. heard. They've heard of you in this case. Yeah. Uh, and they've actually demonstrated, uh, like interest in, in your project, you know, 80% of people who are on your website will be your future customers. Like, you know, w- within right. whatever, whatever your, your sales cycle is. Um, I can describe the marketer's dilemma here, Matthew. Uh, and that is that marketer it's, it's very hard to capture leads right now. Like yeah. if you're doing ads, you're paying $50 a click and you know, maybe you have a 2% conversion rate. So like you're paying a thousand dollars for these stupid email opt-ins. Yeah. And, and so like from the marketer's perspective, like they have worked so hard and spent so much money that they will never give away the, that lead ever, even five, 10 years from now, like yeah. if, if yeah. they have not unsubscribed. So I can, I can, so there's like a, almost a scarcity uh, mentality at play here. Uh, and so what we're saying is like maybe email marketers wouldn't feel that way. If leads were abundant, like if I could truly give you like, I mean, say, say you have 20,000 visitors, to your website, I have no idea, but just say 20,000, like if I could give you 4,000 emails of visitors per month, that's probably like, you know, 20 times more than you're capturing, using your pop-ups stuff yeah, like this, absolutely. Yeah. then, then would you be like move from a mentality of scarcity to one of abundance? Or you're saying like holy crap i have so many emails coming in and 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 what if the price of this was like you know less than the cost of a postage stamp but for, for these leads not like a thousand dollars from google okay Good. uh then what you would be you, you would change your mindset to being more like now that i have so many leads i need to maximize for deliverability yep. rather than than size of of of, of list right right uh-huh. so it's it's you know in Target outbounding, less is more actually. So like, one thing that we aggressively do is we, we just ruthlessly like the platform ruthlessly throws out emails that aren't engaging like automatically. So like, oh
0: smart yeah that makes so, sense. So, so, yeah. so, 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 so,
1: so like, Mailchimp, there's a stupid feature in Mailchimp that says like, you know, resend this email to non-openers, non non-engagers. Yeah, and it's. That's the stupidest thing you could do in your life. It's just, it's just it sends all this signal to Google, to the people, like to, to the promotions filter. These are the people who weren't interested in the first place. Yeah. And now you're gonna send another hundred thousand emails to these people. Yeah. So that so that they're gonna get even more signal yeah. saying that nobody opens this stuff. That's the death spiral. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. So, so, yeah. so so like our thing is like if if the if the engagement level like you know falls from below a, certain, uh, you know, a, a high bar Gee. of engagement, we just throw them out because, you know, it's not, it's never been the case that if someone hasn't engaged with you, it, it's true that you do have to touch a, a contact a few times, but like, it's usually not the case where, uh, you know, after 12 emails of, no, of, of ignoring it and going straight to yeah. trash, they start yeah. becoming super valuable yeah. engaged on the 13th. Yeah. It's, it's usually what happens is you show some kind of en- interest on the first email, but not enough to f- fully, you know, get over the the hump, if you will. And, um, and so that's where we would be okay with that follow-up because, you know, there's, you're not beating a dead horse. There's still signs of life. You see what I'm saying?
0: I, I get a, I got a message email this morning from a sales guy at a CRM company, shall remain nameless. And he'd sent me a couple of Follow-ups, you know, hey, we talked months ago and you said you're doing this, how's that working out? And I read it and closed it because really did, there was nothing I was going to respond to him about. So the follow-up this morning was, hey, I've been getting these notifications that, my, that you're opening my messages. Uh, is there something you need from me? <laughs> and I get like a respondent of like me opening a message and not saying anything back is pretty much the signal you should be acting on. Like if I want to ma- mail you, I'll mail you, get off my back, right? And that's the experience
1: with outbounds. Like, God, the flood, so, that was tough. So, um, yeah, that's a frustrating experience. So, so, I would argue that the guy is doing it right. Okay. So, um, uh, so. well, from a deliverability standpoint, um, it that's would be worse. The same
0: thing as a customer standpoint.
1: That's my uh, point. Uh, you know, you, you would want to send more emails to the engagers. The people and, who are opening. Yeah. Yeah. Because then Google will see like, oh, wow. There's yeah, everyone who, who ever gets one of these emails from, you know, customers. Yep. AI. Yeah. Is, yeah. seems yeah. seems to be opening it and that'll yeah. send the signal to the, the, you know, the ferocious have to not dump them into the dumping ground. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a little annoying. And so, you know, if if there was a connect, like, you know, stop sending me emails. And what, what I would suggest is that the, the company, you know, rapidly remove you from their list because you're at the biggest risk for complaining and it's the complaints that kill domains. Like if you're, if you got going to burn. Yeah, but I'm,
0: I'm not making a point very well. I agree with what you said about the deliver the value of the deliverability, deliverability signal in that case. And yeah, the guy's doing it right. It's like, oh, this guy's opened my last three messages this week. There's some interest there. Uh, agreed. But if I wanted to reply to him, I'd have replied to him. Sure. Sure. I mean, making, there, it, there, making it my problem to tell him,
1: shut up and leave me alone is what I don't agree with. Sure. Sure. There's a pecking order of of engagement signals. Yeah. Uh, you know, replies are the best. Forwards sure. are the best. Like leg clicks, click, click clicks are you know second best, and, and then the worst. The worst is just an open signal. Yeah. Uh, like that's yeah.
0: That's Especially the- in an MPP world.
1: Yeah. So, um, maybe that company should increase the kind of minimum bar for engagement to be like mm-hmm. a click, more like like a uh, a reply or a forward.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or I wouldn't have a. I I would be. I'd be okay with them, I guess it's pretty sophisticated companies. So my guess is this is what they do. If, you know, if I open three, four times and nothing happens after that, there's a point where they should go
1: just because yeah, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, multiple opens. So you, you could you, like, man, and you know, our software does this. It's like, you could say like, I'm looking for three opens or yeah. five opens or, 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 but you know, as soon as they reply, send me a tech, like a Slack notification or something yeah. like this, yeah. like, like there's uh yeah, you can come up with a pecking order of, of, um, what you consider to be a, like official the no line, uh, versus just a nibble. And, yeah. um, yeah. you, know, you, you want to be efficient and you shouldn't set that bar too low because you'll just be annoying people who aren't interested. <laughs> um, and, and
0: they're the ones who, as you said, you really got to be careful of. Cause if I, you know, if I dumped him in the spam folder, yeah. that, that, that actually starts to create a, a, a quite a big signal
1: that he doesn't want. Right. it's a. It's kind of a death spiral. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's interesting how big a role the inbox guys, particularly Google play here. I mean, in, 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 a really simplistic sense, customer customers.ai is an AI grappling with Google's AI around domain reputation and promotions tab placement and stuff like that. like you got, yeah. you got two Silicon entities doing a massive game of chess with each other.
1: There's nothing like when I use AI to send emails, there's nothing to finger, there's nothing to fingerprint. Like if every email is different and customized, like not just in a kind of a template manner, but really different it, it like, we can talk about different things and different features, different benefits uh-huh. and, 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 you know, different products then, um, you know, like Google can recognize a newsletter from a mile away. Like it's sure. It's the scent of a newsletter. is very obvious to to a to an, a, to an AI. It's the yeah. same email, like to everyone except for like the the name and a couple a couple of placeholders change. Yeah, you yeah.
0: Know. And, and you change a much more a much bigger, yeah. uh, you change a much bigger map of the content than that. It sounds like, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, how recent is? I mean. Generative AI sort of blown up in public consciousness in the last six months, but just from what you're saying, I'm guessing you've been working at this for a good bit longer than that.
1: Uh, yeah, we've been working the the generative AI for about a, just about a year. So, you know, I wouldn't say that we were ahead of the market by a super long long time, but we just felt that we had such an incredible use case for AI so that we had yeah. all this data around users, website sessions, and all this data around people's identities. And so we felt that, um, this wasn't just another stupid, like AI startup where you add a chat GBT integration and suddenly you're <laughs> like an, an AI company. Like we, yeah. we do use, uh, our own LLM. Um, we ingest the content of your website so that we can speak your language. Sure. It makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, we, we do develop our own LLMs for the, for the customers. And then we, we, we customize that using our unique data that we have about customers uh, mm-hmm. in, in the United States of America, Yeah, know, church consumers. So like it, it, it's, uh, I think this is an idea. I think this is very disruptive to the way that email marketing is done, which I think is really st- like like the, the the current way of, of like yeah. well, let's let's be, make a big pile of emails, and, and you know a million of them, half a million, whatever, yeah, and and run like weekly newsletters, I, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's crazy, crazy. Well,
0: and my my thought bubble as you were describing the the generative AI work was like this is not your grandmother's dear first name mail merge. <laughs> You're a long ways past that, and it hasn't it hasn't worked. By the numbers, it hasn't worked in forever, right? If I get a dear Matthew email, I'm like, oh, for God's sake,
1: right? Um, Mailchimp even publishes like benchmarks for, for, uh, you know, open rates for different industries. It's like, you know, mid, mid to high single digits. Yeah. Which means, yeah, you know, that means like 90, 95% of people aren't that interested in this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's from a human communications perspective, it's a 95% fail. Not a five percent success. It should it should be the opposite. You Should, yes, be, shooting, you
1: should be shooting for ninety percent over.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agreed. But um, you can't get there. I think this is what you are saying, and I certainly agree with it. You you can't get there with a conventional sort of well, let's just let's nibble out at a couple of little things and hit send to a million. Right? It's like it's the same content. Why would anybody give a crap? We can all smell it a mile away.
1: Yeah, it that's, it's, 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 it works both sides of the equation. So the, the algorithm can, can't really fingerprint it as easily. Um, but also like you're generating like these really delightful subject lines uh, that really resonate with people. And so it, it generates the engagement that is required to have the escape velocity from yeah. promotion tab pur- purgatory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, 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 to get the open, I mean, you mentioned subject lines. Let's go there. Right. It's like, I hate to say it, but I scanned down my inbox on who and what did they say before I ever opened the message. And I don't think I'm the only person that does that.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, so this is, uh, it's just not really fair to like a, um, you know, a, uh, a product like MailChimp, you know, we, 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 we we use that for, you know, our small, our modest uh, newsletter work. And, and don't worry, we don't keep people on there for 10 years, but, but like we, we, we do have a MailChimp, we do have a MailChimp subscription and it does have an A-B testing, you know, subject line thing, but you know, we put, we, we put two, okay. So it, it, it tries to choose between one or the other, like this other one, like what we do for our prospecting. It's uh you know, customize at scale. So it's, it's a Uh, one-on-one, everyone gets a different spin.
0: So you guys, you guys are already at one of the future points of email, which is honest, honestly, really real personalization of the message.
1: Based on, based on the users, uh, signals based on their intent, their, their browsing thing brought Based on their identity, and and we're we're expanding the universe of different things to key off of. I listed a couple ideas, like maybe it could be like a website signal, or maybe it could be like a kind like of a search signal. It's like, there's ways to figure out what people are searching for. Um, you know, um, and like like I'm looking for you know a, a lawsuit or something. Like, you know, either there's ways to to, um, you know, generalize this to you know a ton of other signals.
0: Texting is part of your world as well, correct?
1: It is. Um, it's becoming extremely regulated. Um, I wouldn't recommend using something like PostScript or something to do like mass texting and like treating it like a a distribution list, like an email distribution list, and I'm gonna blast a hundred thousand emails. Like, yeah, you know, you'll get hit. With, expensive you know. hobby too. So you know, there's so many fines and, yeah. and, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, what I do think is acceptable. Like nobody is, nobody is like reading your texts. Okay. Like what they're looking for is the complaint rate. Okay. And then if, if you get a high enough complaint rate, then, you know, Twilio or whatever your provider will shut you off. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, there are, you know, interesting ways to combine what we're talking about here with intent-driven outbound emailing uh, with texting in a way that doesn't generate uh, a ton of complaints and that is to in your follow-up sequence not just sending up follow-up emails but also you know matthew lovely here with sending you a, a text message like uh that's again personalizes scale so like as has something to do with with your identity and your intent uh and that also references uh that this is a follow-up okay so so uh meaning don't take a list of a hundred thousand things phone numbers and blast them all your offer you know do an email offer to a hundred thousand people see who's interested see who's clicking and replying and then as one of the follow-up options use generative ai to generate the text message Mm -hmm. and then fire that off as a Mm follow-up to to this engaged audience. And then like that, that won't generate the, the, uh, complaint levels that result in like you you getting shut, shut down or anything. In fact, it's, it's just a follow-up. And in fact, you can, um, there's other forms of follow-up. Like I can use generative AI to then pump that into text-to-speech, like, like have a like it, it's it's it's, it's sure. remarkable yeah like you, you can't you can't tell that it's it, it's uh, not a person yeah uh and you could then you know take the t- text to speech take the speech file and fire that off as a voicemail yeah do you see, yeah. you see what I'm saying yeah, oh, yeah um,
0: absolutely yeah yeah um, uh, there's a I can't remember the name of the ai but uh relatively well-known actor trained on his voice it's like you can't tell the difference and <laughs> I, I suspect that's going to become commonplace all too fast you know what i like a, a synthetic a silicon matthew like hey take care of recording this message i'm busy sure <laughs> oh, oh, oh oh
1: we 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 can do it with your own voice like like yeah that's what uh, i mean yeah yeah that's that's i mean there are there are, there are ways to do that yes yeah. yeah um so, so so like i think what i'm trying to paint here is like um you know a emerging channel that mm-hmm. is not, not quite traditional inbounding, which sucks for all sorts of reasons, competitiveness, you know, slowness, like amount of work to, you know, chance, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 to build, to build up that content empire yeah. in, in, uh, that, but not quite uh, sure outbound now either, which is right. hard to succeed was because of, um, you know, low, you know, like low interest. Uh, yeah. and, and high complaint rates, uh, marrying the two using, uh, signals and AI outreach, um, as well as multi-channel follow-up. So like all this text to speech, you know, text to, to video uh, follow-ups, um, uh, and, and that being kind of a significantly more interesting way to go about, uh, doing email marketing, the, 2023 post you know ai
0: world so making it a much more intelligent and informed uh channel intelligent and informed marketing channel
1: yeah, people these companies have these stupid newsletters and like they have no idea how much damage they're doing to their email reputation and <laughs> yeah. and how, how little value that's creating and they're, you know you know why they're doing it it's just because that's the way that they've been doing it before yeah and and um uh it, it, it's basically a strategy that was designed prior to the advent of the Google promotions tab like 15 years ago, yeah. like that, that's how pathetic it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and design in a, in an era of very different volume.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where, where the signal to noise was like, you know, it used to be that everyone, you would read every single you know, email that came that came in. You know, it's like it even it, it was a novelty.
0: It was a long time ago. Right. You've got mail. No, 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 no. I don't want that anymore. Um, uh, wow. How 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 fascinating. What a great uh, what a great vision as well. Um what like what leads you to be pushing on this particular problem? I right? you 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 could probably do anything. Why this one?
1: Uh, this is the most interesting problem in sales and marketing, like, like this right now, the customer acquisition is so broken after like, yeah. like, you like, like those are your, your options. It's to compete in an arena of content marketers, you know, which requires, you know, not everyone can do that, uh, no. uh, or to compete in a arena of, you know, overpriced kind of paid channels. Yeah. Um. You know, fifty dollars a click kind of thing, thousand dollars CPMS. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's nobody is making any money. Uh. uh it's they're doing it at a loss uh, out of FOMO, uh, because uh, yeah. because they're worried, you know, the boss will be on their Facebook and not seeing their ads. Yeah. You, you saying yeah. It's, yeah it's it's not uh the the, the this is such a and, and and this is such a strategic company. Like we can provide the the AI, the data, and the tools. You see, what I'm saying like this is a killer, uh, killer combination.
0: Wow, wow. Um, quick side question because I want to want to keep track of your time. You've got a company to run. Um, you guys announced an integration with uh, ClaviO recently, correct?
1: Yes. Funny story. Andrew Bilecki, the CEO, who I teach a MIT business, uh, you know MBA class with, he actually interviewed at my last company, WordStream, in 2010 for a VP of products. Yeah, my partner, my partner didn't like him. Can you <laughs> <That's tough. laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> like, wow, like this is a 12 billion dollar empire. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yes, uh, like those customers are great because they're typically selling like these, you know, $50, $100 e-commerce product, like a blender or something or or rims for a, for a car, uh, for tires. Um, so, you know, this is like, you can get leads for less than the cost of a postage stamp, uh, you know, that have expressed intent. Um, you know, it's like extending the notion of a, uh, a cart abandonment sequence, uh, to, you know, a wider universe of people who haven't created an account on your shopify store gotcha uh, and uh and haven't or have an account with your shopify but haven't logged into it right right it's which is like you know yeah 90 percent like 30
0: percent i i i am struck and i've brought this up in a few other interviews with people I see some really good ballgames in the Shopify Klaviyo ecosystem. Some of the best executed email marketing I've seen, at least personally,
1: is their stores, not big brands. It, it, it's the Olympics of of, uh, of email marketing. Like yeah. when I say emails busted, and everything like, you know, kudos to the e-commerce people who are, are <laughs> still like managing, using their wits and their design and, yeah. and execution yeah. still, you know, Getting a decent return off of that, but uh, you know, for the for the rest of you, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just kidding. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, see the nice thing. Usually, I wrap up I wrap up these conversations, and I say, "Hey, if someone wants to get in touch, where do they go?" But in the case of customers.ai, twenty five percent of people who are really curious to go visit your site are going to get a smart uh, AI driven outbound message yeah. as soon as they're nice. done looking around. It's
1: like, don't, don't call me. I'll call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> on the door, we'll take care of from there. <laughs> but, but, we'll, but we'll apply some filters and like kind of size yeah. up your yeah. identity and your, yeah. trying to determine whether or not you're ICP or not. Yeah. If so, <laughs> we'll, we'll follow up. If not, you know, then, then we'll spare your inbox.
0: How do you keep adjusting the machine, right? Cause that's a, that's a complex balancing act and nothing's ever Right. Perfect. We're in sort of a probabilistic best thing you could do. So there must be a, there must be an incredible amount of, uh, you know, relearn retune on a more or less minute by minute basis.
1: Uh, you're right. It's not minute by minute, but, um, you know, the algorithms can change. You yeah. can burn, you can burn an IP, you can burn an email. Yeah. Um, you know, someone could make a bad complaint or something like things, uh, you know, of all the time um but um i, I think that's okay that, that's that's fine like like it's still on balance like i think about like content marketing like you still have all this work of like updating old content with <laughs> with new yes. with new videos and like like it's, it's it's not like it's not like any channel hasn't required excellence in execution before, right? Uh, I'm just saying that that this is a lower bar to get started. The cost structure is significantly cheaper. The engagement structure is significantly higher. You know, you, you, your marketing is it's, it's your, your value prop, your, your, um, you know, your IC, your unique, unique selling proposition and how you tell that story. Um, I'm merely suggesting that you know this is a very strong fertile channel to amplify that story uh you know at the moment and for the for, for the foreseeable future, for the foreseeable uh, future. like I, I like i like i don't see content marketing sort of you know getting easier in 2024 and easier. oh it's 20- gonna
0: be a mess are you kidding yeah. me everyone's gonna be dumping stuff in chat gpt and hitting publish bad
1: yeah. it's gonna be awful yeah, yeah. And then I don't see the ad prices getting cut in half. Either. No, so, no,
0: no, no, yeah, no. It's yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It is kind of exciting, right, to see the you know the AI Sputnik moment sort of juice everybody. And I, I said to a colleague the other day, I, I haven't seen this kind of energy like since early dot com, where we're starting starting to think about what's possible and speculate wildly, and it's fun to see that come back. But it, it's gonna upset a lot of structures that were, you know, working and then aging out. And and I think it's gonna make some of the things that were re- already broken, obviously broken now. Content yeah. marketing,
1: you be one of them. You're just seeing the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, think about it. our vision isn't just to have the best email campaigns and lead generation strategy. We wanna displace the entire, you know, like, big chunks of the yeah. sales and sales and marketing stack like um you know through ai you know we're starting here of course um but <laughs> there, there's more ambitious plans uh, you know
0: i love it love it you're swinging for the fences again man that is really cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you know it doesn't really it's actually not significantly harder to raise a target than like to shoot for something like hard and valuable versus something dumb and easy. So, you know, might, might as well go for it.
0: Got to do the work either way. Well, that, that, that's the closing statement right there. That what you just said, lead line when we uh, published this episode. So, wow, we ran over time. My apologies. I knew it would be a fun conversation though. I'm really glad uh, to have the chance to talk with you.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, listeners.
0: You as well. All right. My guest has been Larry Kim at customers.ai.